0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of game dev unchained the number one game development podcast about game development and the lifestyle thereof i am brandon fam and with me a special guest a once before guest edmond chame how do you say your last name
1: <laughs> Chomet.
0: Chomet. Chomet. all right how are you doing Edmund?
1: doing good man thanks for having me
0: yeah so it's been a while since we talked to you and since that while uh, a lot of things have been happening and uh, I've been looking forward to talking to you, particularly about the subject for those who haven't read the title uh, with the AI world kind of taking over everything um, coming from you being like a software, a technical artist by trade. You know, you're kind of used to building software uh, to help artists. And then this kind of came along Uh, quote-unquote, to help artists, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I would love to kind of hear your opinion. But before we get into that, could you give a quick intro about yourself to those uh, that are joining us? Mm -hmm.
1: Sure. So um, I'm Adnan. I've been in the gaming industry for about uh, eight years now. And um, I initially started as a 3D artist, and then I got really frustrated with the 3D workflow and decided to be a tech artist. Um, I've worked at Quixel for a couple of years, then they got acquired by Epic Games. I worked there for six months before starting um, Polygon Flow, my own company, which is basically doing... um, a plugins library, kind of like a tool uh, kind of like mega scans, but it's just a whole bunch of tools that um aim to solve very specific problems whether it's like you want to scatter you want to create pipes and whatnot and so yeah that's uh who I am and what I'm doing
0: yeah as mentioned before uh AI is such a big topic for this year on the podcast for all artists it's having such an impact yeah. and it's happening pretty fast. Uh, I, I mentioned this many times. It, it felt like the last six months have been supercharged um, in a way that I haven't seen new technology uh, being thrown and embraced in the gaming uh, or at least game development scene. Uh, I guess to preface all this conversation, when were you first kind of privy to this technology coming onto
1: yeah um so for me um i've been thinking about artificial intelligence um it, it, with relation to like computer graphics for as long as uh, andrew maximov uh the founder of promethean ai demoed um, his technology around 2018 um, which is specifically around making 3d kind of scenes and word building with ai and um, but since then, the biggest focus, if you look at uh, how all these big companies are investing so much money, the biggest focus always seemed on content moderation and whatnot, so it wasn't always obvious that you would just out of the blue start being like hey i can do amazing concept art i can have a chatbot to talk about uh, my custom recipe or the nature of consciousness and whatnot and um, to me the huge kind of um, shift happened sometime last year i think there was an ai chatbot um fairly average released that was using uh, one of OpenAI's uh, APIs, uh, OpenAI released uh, GPT, which I'm sure we'll get to uh, uh, later on. But essentially, at that point, when I saw it, I was like, okay, this chatbot is really good. It wasn't like ChatGPT; It was kind of meh, to be honest, but you mm-hmm. could see the potential. And so I started talking about it to a couple of people. And um, most of the time, it was like, kind of like a gimmick you try it for a few hours and then you're like okay that was that was cool and um after that cooled down um most people kind of forget about it ai i mean i wouldn't say for forgot about ai but more like it went back to being like a research uh thing versus a um this is actually happening thing and um But the fascinating thing with with this topic is that if you look at the main technologies that are enabling this kind of huge boom of AI uh, research and products, almost none of them is like a year or two old. Like uh, the foundational tech is somewhere between three to five years old, most of the time. And uh, it's just been, uh, I think Sam Altman also said that With regards to ChatGPT, they just held on to the technology for that for like 10 months. They didn't see the need to release it because it was so obvious to them that someone else is going to do it. And only after they realized, okay, seriously, no one is doing this, that they decided, okay, let's throw around some prototype to see how people would uh, react to it. So it's been very uh, shocking, uh, to say the least. I mean, you know, not just on the Dali slash stable diffusion and mid-journey part, but primarily on the chat GPT part, because with technologies like uh, mid-journey and whatnot, there's kind of a, I feel like it was obviously bound to happen because there's so much art out there and so many pictures out there. Um, when when you when you're looking at all these uh, ongoing discussions in the uh, art industry about you know AI is using copyrighted images and whatnot, that is true. But you have to consider that AI takes every single frame of Avatar, of every Disney movie, of every movie you've ever seen, which collectively is maybe probably billions of times more than individual art pieces. And so AI feeds off of all of that. So it's it's almost like concept art was the, and uh, I guess photography was the absolute best use case and first target for these new uh, models.
0: So, yeah, I mean, we keep hearing these arguments from the individual basis, you know, ArtStation going through its thing. And for, uh, I think the last couple of months to kind of backtrack what they originally said, with that saying that, well, we do want to support artists after everyone kind of yeah. protested, right? I believe that's the official stance now that they've made it so that, you know, you, they have to grant permission. But yeah, you did bring up a pretty good point that no one really talks about. Aside from the individual artists that are uploading, which is an important part, but a, probably a small fraction of this calculation. Yeah. How, how are these bigger companies? Uh, cool with this you don't really hear disney or these major animation studios or whatever actually mm-hmm. are they invested in this technology they're cool with it in that way and they haven't really said much about it or they don't they don't yeah don't know too much about it
1: so even a company like epic there's probably millions or hundreds of thousands of hours of uh fortnite being segmented fortnite gameplay being segmented into frames and analyzed by some ai company somewhere and um i i remember tim sweeney uh talking on twitter about this subject i asked him some questions about this and as soon as he answered it was just like i had this huge uh avalanche of artists thinking like uh the, the epic is supporting this and they're probably investing in stable division and whatnot and i think that's a legitimate question but the answer is basically no like uh if you look at Mid journey no big company like epic or disney has any stack in that uh, in that business same thing with stable division it's completely open source anyone can use it um OpenAI, they are like super independent. Besides some investment from Microsoft and whatnot, so I would say it's probably a bit of two things. Number one, it's just they're too slow to react to these new uh, technologies. Like they're not seeing it as uh, as as much of a threat as the individual may see it. I mean, for Disney, it might you could make the case that. If people start making derivative content with AI, it doesn't matter much because as it stands, AI content is not copyrightable. So for them, it literally just means more marketing. You can't go out there and start selling, uh, you know, let's say you make an amazing comic book that relies on, takes a lot of the Disney look and sometimes even characters. If all that does is, just promote their ip is great but if you happen to be super rich around this then of course they're going to sue you it's kind of like obvious from that sense um but i think a huge part of it also is that it's a super big um gray area where you might go and make the case in court that um technically when these kind of uh web scraping companies like uh The company that basically took all this content for Stable Diffusion and a couple of others is named uh, uh, Lion 5B. Uh, 5B means 5 billion images. And um, what you could go out there and say, well, they took all of my art and I didn't give them consent, which is true. But then if you try to build a really strong court case around this, other people are going to say, "Okay, but if that's technically true, why do you have fan art on Art Station? Mm -hmm. Because that's way worse since you actually drew this by hand. And Disney never explicitly gave to most people the permission to do it. In fact, most fan art just uh, hinges on this idea of fair use. But it's it's not uncommon for big companies to sue individual artists for derivative work when they feel like it so for big companies you you could really make the case that if they try to sue some ai company the AI company might just be saying uh, like okay but what about those guys like google takes all of this content online and kind of creates a mishmash of it to make search better If you're saying that we can't take all the pictures online, sometimes through Google Image, then why are they doing it? And then you're bringing Google into the fray. And now it's like a huge discussion where you can't really win a court case against Google with an argument like this without effectively breaking the internet almost. Like Mm -hmm. it's a very, very uh, delicate um, issue. And I think in the art industry, We're not appreciating that. We're not appreciating the fact that, you know, so many authors and uh, writers and bloggers have had their content stolen uh, as well to feed to AIs like ChatGPG and whatnot. Uh, There's not a similar backlash, at least not to the same extent, because for the most part, it's just insanely hard to argue for or against i mean you could from an ethical point of view say that this is bad and i think it's really bad that you spend so much work uh creating amazing stuff ai steals it and then anyone else can do what you've done i I think it's not good i think um consent should have been asked but i can understand why big companies don't want to sue and why um to some extent, most of us have been doing that quite a bit. Like I remember doing a fan art environment on Uncharted. Um, I remember wanting to do a fan art on Secret of Mana, some super old Square Enix games. Like it's 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 too tricky basically on that avenue.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is very tricky. I, I mean, I am aware of at least one lawsuit. There's like a tree of artists teaming up with uh, with a lawyer to try to sue yes. mid journey and stable diffusion and that's still ongoing and uh, be kind of interesting because i think it's the first of its kind that we heard that is going up against the uh, ai Um, In its defense, it Mm -hmm. is interesting though, in its defense when I was seeing it, uh, Microsoft, GitHub and OpenAI, I mean, maybe not too interesting because Microsoft has a stake at OpenAI. So it's like, hey, we don't want this, (laughs) right? Asking for it to be thrown away. Uh, But the question is, I think people are not looking into it like you are in a way where, you know, objectively uh, we are artists, we are in most cases making derivative work from what we see right and in a way you know mid journey and stable diffusion the 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 web scrapers uh kind of in a logical way try to recreate what a person absorbs as an artist right and in terms Mm -hmm. of references um and from what I know, and maybe I need to look more into it. They they're not really charging a fee for use right now, right? Stable Diffusion Mid Journey,
1: uh, Stable Diffusion it's basically open source. Like you can run it on your own machine if you want, right? Um, yeah.
0: So they're not profiting from it. They're just it's like oh, marketing. They are oh, they are okay? Yeah, so how exactly are. are they marketing from it? Because that's the question. It's like because if but from zero to to one hundred, they're they're web scraping. They're providing open source tech Mm -hmm. i know there's definitely a problem for those who are generating these art and then selling it right so how how are these guys uh these big guys making money from 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 this technology right now
1: yeah so i mean uh stability diffusion is kind of a one component of a bigger company called stability ai and uh they have a whole bunch of businesses on the site including ai generators um that they're selling as well so there it's just they're making a lot of money right now undoubtedly same thing with midjourney um they also have a subscription plan where you can get to generate more images faster yada yada and I see, I see. um i think OpenAI is the uh only one with DALI 2, where yeah. it's like just slow, but it gives you results. But um they're they're kind of in a special slash weird category where they've been very carefully doing a lot of their things. And so you won't see a lot of, uh, like DALI 2 isn't of the same grade for concept art style stuff as mid journey and stability diffusion, because it seems so, uh, it looks like they've built very carefully their data set to learn how to draw essentially, um, but yeah, these businesses are definitely making a lot of money, sometimes not even profiting directly, but just if you have a business like this, if you're mid journey, they were the ser- the biggest server ever on uh, Discord at some point. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you go out there to some venture capital firm and tell them this is our business right now. We're not making a lot of money, but just like Facebook and all these other companies, it always starts that way. And our focus is just building the biggest user base ever, and then start figuring out the smartest way of charging them. Like just like that, you're going to get like infinite money. I can't think of any investor that would ever say no to that pitch, to be honest.
0: Yeah, Yeah. For the, um, the encapsulation of, you know, user base. Yeah, so they're yeah. making it as if like a, like a social networking, a uh, traditional social networking site, right? Just acquisitions, mobile site, mobile game sites. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, like, I guess then there is some legitimacy then. And when people are complaining about like, there is no consent, right? Where, how, how are you guys before it was for research purposes and for that reason, it was okay. But now there's profit after all this, because there is no backstep, right? The data is already in it's taken, mm-hmm. right? There's no giving back to it. It's not like no one can go into the code and delete line one to line 15. I'm not going to even try. <laughs> like there's mm-hmm. no way of stepping back. There might be a way to prevent more sourcing right in the future, but whatever is in is already in what, what, if we were to look, because there is an obviously an opposition with most artists about this, mm-hmm. what outlook and outcome is there for them to keep resisting? Like, what what is the desired outcome from from an artist stand standpoint? Because there's no stopping it, right?
1: Yeah. Um... I've been getting into a lot of fights with artists (laughs) and programmers over the last couple of months with this subject. And um, I think it's it's, it's a very tricky question because first we need to look at um, the kind of landscape of software in the art industry today. Um, You have Blender, which is taking over most 3D softwares and it's free. Yeah. Uh, you have Unreal Engine, which is taking over most game engines, and it's free. free. You have Photoshop, which is pretty cheap and it's free. Uh, well, not free. It's really, really cheap for most people in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And um, across the board, uh, also the substance kind of ecosystem, also affordable. Uh, Mega scans free if you're using Unreal Engine. Basically, what happened in the software world essentially is. And and I was seeing this a lot at Quixel is artists are just really really not uh, interested in investing in good software, and uh, or rather they don't they underestimate how much R and D yeah. and work it takes to create the technology that they have today. So if you look at Blender today, it's like okay they have this beautiful PBR viewport and whatnot. It took mm. billions of dollars from companies like Disney to yeah. invest and make papers and so on. Um, uh, and then you have Epic, thanks to Fortnite, they're now giving the engine for free to everyone. Uh, yeah. Basically, you could go on, Unity is mostly funded by ads. Uh, yeah. Megascan is funded by Fortnite. Um, Substance, to some extent, is funded by Adobe's bigger products. Um, yeah. it's It's a very weird situation like it's really really rare to be in a situation like this where there aren't that many artists to create a situation like facebook and twitter where those services are free and you are the product Uh, in those in that case it makes sense because there are hundreds of millions of people and the analytics that you can extract is valuable but in the case of 3d and 2d software there's not that many people most of these softwares don't have good analytic systems at all yeah, And so everyone, like Epic's strategy is just, if we give this engine for free, we widen the market, which means more people are trying to make games, which means more indie games are successful using our engine, which means we get 12% or whatever it was from them. But what that, the problem here is as an individual artist, I could go to Epic, like what happened with the ArtStation situation and just say, hey, Epic, I don't like what you did with, um, our station. Uh, I don't like the no AI tag. I want you to ban outright all AI content. And, um, Epic could just say no, yeah. and you can't do anything. You can't, you can't boycott them because they're not getting anything from you. Uh, they're getting most of the is from kids stealing their mom's car to buy Fortnite V Bucks, And, uh, And it's the same problem across the board. Like There's not a single big software that I can think of where a boycott in in the 3D or computer graphics world could work because it's just funded by other people. So that problem was already really bad uh, before AI came in, but now that AI is into the picture what you have essentially is these companies were not prepared for such a huge AI um, shift, at least this soon. Like, I can't think, I think maybe Substance uh, is, or Algorithmic is the only team that has an AI department uh, that's like seriously committed to AI and have had it for some time, where they're doing a lot of R&D and so on. Epic, as far as I know, on the three D game engine side, the Unity, uh, Blender, Maya, none of them has it. Not Cinema 4D. Nobody. And uh, because of this, all they can do is just look around and see what public API has some good use that we can take, and then maybe commercialize the thing, whether it's good or not. We don't care. It's not like the artist is giving us any money. Like it's it's just such a weird setting for artists to literally have no say or no bargain or no way to negotiate on how the technology should go so back to your question i think the big problem now is we we just haven't funded the people that could have given to artists a future that is suitable for them like for microsoft and so on releasing Dali too it's not even about crushing artists or whatnot um you often see a lot of discussions where a- artists say ai people disrespect us and whatnot uh, i yeah. think it's just most ai these big ai companies they don't even think of artists in that sense.
0: yeah we're not we're not even them. in their in
1: their minds <laughs> yeah yeah it's for them it's just like okay you know writing is Problem something that solution. is not accessible yeah. For most people around the world, it took decades. You look at continents like Africa, it took decades to get most people uh, to a point that's where they were literate. And uh, India as well, they've been struggling a lot over the last couple of decades to really become the great country that they are today. And a lot of it thanks to writing and teaching people how to use software and whatnot. And uh, drawing is kind of similar where... I mean, the rationale is just that what matters at the end of the day isn't that you know how to make the most beautiful brush strokes. Rather, what story are you trying to tell? So for a lot of these companies, the idea isn't that we want to make uh, storytelling easier. It's just if you have great stories, but you don't know how to draw, you should be able to tell your great stories anyway. And so for a lot of artists, what that means is you need to focus so much more on um uh, essentially what the heck are you trying to do with your life like are you just are you just going to um pump out concept after concept on some random game um are you going to be a material artist a character artist good your main asset in the future is going to be how good are you at conveying stories but I really don't see a scenario where within this decade at least a lot of the jobs in the computer graphics industry aren't affected like I see the concept art world being cut by a huge chunk um uh, not because uh. Concept art is easy, but because there's too much drawings and pictures out there to do good enough. And uh, good enough is good enough for most companies. Like uh, you could be the best concept artist out there, but if we don't have enough money to hire you, just use AI. And um, yeah, there's artists are right to be pissed. Uh, (laughs) I think it's just... um, tricky to know where to channel that frustration. I don't think bringing it to court and whatnot is um, the way to go. Because, you know, Microsoft right now just went like, hey, we're now integrating GPT into Bing. And uh, Google is like, here's Bard, our new AI that does chatbot, video, image. Everyone is going to do this. And y- you have to be Like insane to think that some small GoFundMe from some gaming industry artists are going to break the whole thing. It's not even like a David versus Goliath situation. It's just that from a legal point of view, these companies have really looked at the whole situation and made an assessment and then made investments essentially. And so for the artists, to me, the question is just okay, if we suppose that this technology is here to stay, if, like you said earlier, our data has already been stolen, we can't do much about it at this point, um, what is the next step? Like, should I start using it? Um, Should I start uh, maybe uh, not using it, but focusing a lot more on giving a specific identity to my art style? There's a lot of artists out there that have an amazing style. And I think it's going to make a lot of sense for them to just keep going because they have a lot to gain now more than ever. And um, yeah, to, to be honest, I think it's just going to be that uh, more personal touch on your artwork and uh, thinking about how to use AI in your work, um, but yeah, I don't yeah. see a future where it's like uh, there's a lawsuit that a uh, court case that's been won. Suddenly all these companies are like, OK, we're backing off. Microsoft goes like, oh, 10 billion down the drain. De-invest. De- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of
0: America and a member FDSE. No, it is. Um, there's a lot of points that you made that made a lot of sense. and. In the in the simplest form, I mean, this train is already moving. It's going into this direction. And for a lot of people, it's known. And for those who are still resisting it, it's the unknown. Um, it is an age where we are either redefining or defining, depending on what your perspective is, what creativity really is, right? And for a lot of artists. They weren't prepared for this, and they're the ones that spent 10,000 hours to perfect holding the pencil, right? And now uh, are kind of reminded that we are creating, at the end, an entertaining piece for profit. And in most cases, like you said, good enough works just fine, right? Right. And for those who are developing your own style or unique enough, you know, that's great. But we are at a point where it is keep feeding into the machine <laughs> that will be able to replicate that style within a second. Um, I agree with you. Uh, there are a lot of artists. I, I The one thing I keep hearing people say is that, yes, there are a lot of people freaking out. And they're comparing this to like the age of the calculator when mathematicians everywhere were were upset (laughs) that the calculator was invented, right? Um, It is more different than that, obviously, because creativity has always been a human uh, imperfection, right? It was something that we own as, you know, it was kind of like our thing that imagination and computer, that computer can't replicate, right? But, you know, a programmer out in the distance yeah. said, actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if I just take your 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 process and method, I can replicate that um, the, the same way. And then, you know, times a million or a trillion t- uh, in terms of results in time and second. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. And I agree with you, like, you know, there needs to be a reevaluation of the self instead of trying to stop this chain from going uh, because like you said, these bigger companies, you know, once the bigger companies are already picked aside, which they have, they like AI, they see it as the next evolution of search engines, of mm-hmm. internet 3.0, whatever, what they call it, is it still 2.0 or 3.0? They keep changes they keep every ch- day. Yeah, it changes every day. I was like, are we at 2.0 or 3.0? But the next age of 3.0, right? Because you know, the VR. AI, this is all part of the same, uh, technology that's supposed to drive, you know, uh, innovation to the next step. They're already on that side. They, like you said, evaluated made their due process of making sure where this going. And they said, it's perfectly fine to put $10 billion plus, uh, into this with no, uh, repercussions of it being you know deleted or have to retract right they are set to go um and even to the point where google is like holy crap this is a crisis had a red alert meeting and like we yeah. need to start <laughs> jumping on this bandwagon uh of 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 the next big thing and so like yeah i agree with you know i don't think a few artists making some noise will do anything and i think if anything, they kind of know that, right. It's more about what can we get out of this more so than we're going to stop this whole thing from ever happening Um, or making these very successful companies retract their technology. (laughs) And like, I guess we got to do something else. Right. So
1: yeah, it's um, a lot
0: to ask at this point from, from what's going on right now
1: i think a lot of it is just um a legitimate frustration that yeah. you know this thing happened without our say and um i think it's a completely legitimate frustration and uh it's just that it's been a long time in the making you know the gaming industry or the computer gra- uh, computer graphics industry is like the the graveyard of uh tech startups where so many companies you know autodesk most of their money does not come from their 3d software like their media entertainment division division makes something like uh represent 4.8 or something percent of their revenue yeah. total i don't think unreal engine is even a blip into epics yeah. revenue um mm-hmm. and so it's just there's no, you know, you always need to have this del- delicate balance of there's a huge industry or huge consumer space feeding a bunch of companies to give them software, and it's a good balance to have. In this industry, that just does not exist at all. Like uh, you could, uh, you know, substance. Uh, if you look at Substance Painter, in this day and age, you literally cannot texture your 3D object without Substance Painter. You could go to Mixer, eh, Quixel hasn't updated it since I don't know when. Uh, You could go to Mari, but hey, that's just another beast completely. So it's like Substance has the best terrible material creation software and the best texture painting software. If tomorrow, if they weren't acquired by Adobe and they needed to push their pricing by $5, there would be a huge uproar and a huge demand for boycott and whatnot. And it's one of those things where you can understand it when you're selling to like the masses, but this is a very small industry. And most artists just don't understand that all the companies that um, have been giving them to some extent their uh Every technology that enables them to be artists, whether it's from Photoshop to mine, whatnot, all of them at some point were hanging hanging in by a thread. And then they had to get acquired or something had to happen for them to survive. And so to me, the biggest shift that needs to happen in the art industry beyond, like you said earlier, redefining what creativity is, it's just thinking more deeply about how do you support the people that you think are building a future you believe in? If it's Epic, great. Um, Make sure that you are supporting that company. Make sure that you are supporting Unreal Engine. If it's Unity, Blender, whatever, you just need to support your technology providers so that as AI continues to evolve, they have every incentive to satisfy you. Because right now, Microsoft has every incentive to satisfy 8 billion people. And if 200 million people, not even 5 million people, are going to lose their job there, for them, it's like, eh, whatever. So that to me is really the biggest um, change that needs to happen in the industry It's just, think uh, like you can't be out there arguing every day you know we are artists who are being paid too cheap but then you have people at substance quick i remember at Quixel, we used to be talking with companies sometimes and uh they'd be like way late into their deadline have a big project and don't have enough people to make all the content they need and we could save them anywhere between 200 to like 500 plus thousand dollars where it's just we have all this content it literally would fit right into your project but getting them to move above five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars to save hundreds of thousands of dollars was just an insane battle. And sometimes even with individual artists, getting them to pay, I think it was like 108 and $28 or something mm-hmm. for the indie model. Even there, you still have people going like, eh, it's too cheap to get 10,000 assets for a hundred bucks. Like the, and this is a problem where a lot of the people in the industry they won't a lot of the software people they won't talk about it because yeah. then there might be like a backlash that hey you know are you investing in ai like uh when tim swinney said art station is gonna do this and that a lot of people were just like you're investing into ai and whatnot like mm-hmm. epic as far as i know have zero ai stuff
0: yeah. it's
1: just that you know they're just as lost as you and they don't have the they have the funds but on the fortnite side not on the unreal side like
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is definitely we've trained consumers uh, into our fault. I mean, just naturally being competitive, we kind of painted ourselves as software developers Mm -hmm. and uh, game developers into a corner. Like, you're completely right. Like, uh, big companies only worry about the end result at the end of the day. You know, how much money are they making out of this? And how we get there is not really ever a priority. And because of that, software development or software that we use to kind of make these pieces have never been at the forefront of even just game developers. We don't even, there's no United Front. That's that's the number one reason why there's never really going to be a fight against anything. Um among game developers ourselves, not everyone is really resisting, you know, I think everyone have at this point tried mid-journey, yeah, stable diffusion. And I can't say that not no me. one's not well, no one's not impressed right. I use it as whoa. Yeah. It is a moment of like clarity of like, how did it just, it's like magic almost, right? And then you start seeing potential uses immediately. There isn't like any type of resistance. I think more of the resistance comes from ethics and more about job security, uh, which is the same argument that people were having when they were in, on the assembly line and we had robotics right and we were making things faster and better and of course there were protests but like just like any industrial revolution that blows over because the the end result is so immeasurable uh to to human uh input right um yeah and machines will always win yeah uh,
1: now i was just also gonna say that full disclosure you know at Polygon flow, we are not working on some AI <laughs> yeah. overlord thingy. I I really, you know, the reason why I've basically refrained from touching mid-journey or st- stable diffusion is just that to me, it's not even like the the soul artist thing. I want to preserve that. I don't believe in that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. just I don't think this is the way that art should be produced not from the you describe you get the thing but that this these technologies right now it's too early it's too uh it's too robotic ironically yeah. uh because you're restricted to this weird process of describe what you want and it has right. become an art like prompting where yeah, you're yeah, yeah. writing this huge adding tags like octane uh john travolta if maybe you're making a character all these weird keywords just to create some weird thing that ends up looking good i feel like t- t- to me the um, in an ideal world these technologies would start getting more and more integrated into photoshop yeah. And, uh, t- this is happening, uh, thankfully, uh, depending on where you are into this opinion and, um, w- w- kind of, as it keeps evolving, you're likely going to start seeing like, you can just paint, uh, away some objects and replace them with something. You can paint a face and just like, uh, slide your mouse to make it look elsewhere uh, literally like uh, manipulating a puppet essentially is how i see this going down the line and the current iteration it really is like the most gimmicky thing ever it makes good stuff but it's just uh, once if it's you a very
0: no... <laughs> pro- programmer interface is yeah, the best yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it's a very, very programmer interface. But I think where things will get really wild is that you right now have a race of two technologies. Number one, you have companies like NVIDIA further improving stuff like real-time ray tracing and whatnot with better GPUs every year. It's getting harder and harder to make better hardware because it's just, it's getting too big uh too too big too (laughs) complex and uh so that's one race like let's say um in 2030 uh it's possible that you're gonna get like high quality v-ray render great stuff in runtime in unreal engine it's possible but if these, if you have Mid Journey, for example, and these other companies also getting insanely fast at generating images, then suddenly you don't need a three D scene. You're not playing a three D game. It's just an insane amount of images generated at runtime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I was, I, I've been speaking with a couple of. Uh, epic and adobe and uh the foundry folks over the last couple of uh weeks about this where i feel like it's really likely that ai is just gonna get so fast at some point that all the 3d content is just not needed anymore because you know you can just say give me a video of blah 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 and then If this button is pressed, you know, switch the video to tilt the camera to this angle and whatnot in a more descriptive way than prompting, of course. But yeah, yeah, like mid journey, but runtime giving you almost like a video or a viewport where every move generates another frame when you get there. And again, I'm saying this with fascination, but this is like a danger to my business, obviously, (laughs) because I'm all about making 3D content easier. Yeah, but it's just this is the reality that this is what's happening right now. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's not just adapt or die. This is it. Uh, capitalism never stops, yada, yada. It's just. There are so many people out there that are spending every minute of every day doing some of the most insane overtime you've ever seen just on improving these technologies like. Yeah. And it's for them, it's their. Like a purpose in life, even to be able to say, you know, I can generate two different frames of uh, a character looking here and there without it being current. I don't know if you've seen some of these AI videos, but it's always the faces like twitching and changing when you convert a video to like a stylized version and whatnot. It, It gives you like a blurry thingy, essentially. And a lot of people right now are just throwing their whole life at this problem how can i uh the interpolation frames yeah Yeah, frame interpolation and it's all of these technologies all of these challenges um if they get solved before we solve real-time ray tracing and global illumination and whatnot then it's not just 2d that's in danger anymore it's also 3d um so it's it's a very I feel like the one thing that I hate about the AI conversation is that there is no angle. I'm sure we're gonna see a lot of people going like, you know, yes, this is gonna aid artists and whatnot. And I think it can, but I really also believe that
0: it's gonna replace artists.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's it's not gonna be an either or. It's just A project like, uh, I don't know, Red Dead Redemption 2 happening for six, seven plus years, about 3000 people working on it. James Cameron's Avatar 2 happening since 2013 or 2012. Like if today you, Brandon, you're like, um, I would love to create an, a, a movie of Avatar scale and, um, or me, I want to do that. You know, we're just going to be like, yeah, it's going to be a good idea. And then we go back to adjusting some vertices in our 3d software because the budgets are just insane to do that. Like it took James Cameron his whole life essentially to get to a point where today he can just make multiple movies in succession and getting budget, budget approval before they're even out. Yeah. And, uh, I think in the long term, a lot of these companies like OpenAI, Midjourney and Microsoft, the future that they're working towards is one where you can sit down and work for a month to make yeah. a movie of that sc- scale. You're going to hear people saying you can do that in a week. That's kind of BS. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to take a lot of time. Even if the technology enables you to do it in a week, you're going to spend so much time reflecting. You know, maybe it's a Iterating. movie. Yeah, Yeah, talking about some family member who had like an insanely extraordinary life and you want to do it justice. And so you spend a lot of time iterating on how it went and yada, yada. Like that can be a very fascinating evolution of the artistic medium, at least digitally. But it does mean, you know, Red Dead Redemption only needs 60 or 600 people um for this decade and then after that it could be just capped at like 50 where you have like three or most people
0: are art directors essentially uh and uh yeah yeah it could mean exactly that i mean a lot of what uh ai and machine learning is enabling is just uh the amount of labor it takes to create a project. Uh, and it could, it's happening, man. Like when I first heard and i first played with it is it's just like, all right, this is the way it is. And it, it and uh, kind of go back to what you said about hardware hitting and limitation. I mean, the, I just look at the Samsung ultra 23 and it's exactly like last year. <laughs> so I was like, you know, they didn't even yeah. change the cosmetics of it, the camera in the front is actually lower pixelation. It's mostly uh, software that's making it better. I was like, all right, we're hitting a wall. <laughs> like the 40, 4090 is barely fitting into people's PC. It's like, all right, I'm yeah, starting it's to see harder. it's getting a lot tougher. And it's going to be, like you said, a combination of hardware and software, which is what NVIDIA does a lot now, right? What they're doing. Uh, to to improve quality right yeah um and, and it does trace all the way back to what they were doing you know what was that software where you can kind of show the indentation of a tree and it gives you like you know a full painting what was it oh, yeah gogan it's
1: called gogan yeah, yeah, or something, or
0: something. Yeah. so the, like nvidia was been, to- been trying to tell us for years <laughs> where everything was yeah. going <laughs> <laughs> and, and then that- like that that okay. that interface is actually better than the prompting, in my opinion, yes. because at least you yeah, it's more direct, it's more artist friendly. Uh, I definitely see a bunch of memes. I see a bunch of artists who are like pub, public facing in terms of like outcry about AI, but like secretly using it, and by by you know accidentally prompting you as an art director. <laughs> i was like hold on (laughs) you know people there is kind of like a shaming that's going on with the artist community which is further dividing uh our 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 stance on this subject right yeah because i i do see more than people are saying that they are using this technology but, like it's not uh popular to be saying that right now, so it's a weird I don't think we've ever had software like that where it's like, oh yeah i don't I don't use a i but you know it's like, dude, <laughs> you just suddenly became a really badass concept artist <laughs> over yeah, I
1: feel like the um yeah. the n f t kind of yeah. drama gave a similar situation where a lot of people they just wanted to see how it works and then they were just told oh so you're for the destruction of the planet yeah
0: yeah <laughs> and yeah.
1: um i i mean i don't want to go too deep into the shaming thing because it's it's just to me that has been one of the most frustrating thing with uh, the art world and you know i'm someone who Ever since I was 16, I've been doing plugins and stuff, just publishing them out there to help artists. Like my whole life revolves. That's your whole thing that we have. Exactly. It just revolves around, Hey, let me help you do art faster. faster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And not in a like a let me prompt you way. It's more like, oh, you want to fill a landscape with grass and you wanna have like where it's close to the road, it should be smaller, that type of yeah. stuff. Here's a slider called like gradient scale. You move that, it makes them smaller yeah. near it's that all about efficiency. Kind of simple. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And uh it's just I'm having I mean, I'm not into I haven't touched social media much over the last couple of weeks, but last year it was just drama over drama of just like uh, publishing some statement around AI and a lot of people obviously giving their opinions. And then in private, having people reach out like, yo, I agree, but I'm too scared to say this. Look at what I've been doing on this AI thing and AI mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it was the same thing with the NFT craze as well, where a lot of people, are, you know, just publishing it out there some of them did money some of them didn't some of them lost money no. it it's just that weirdly the art industry has become insanely um
0: it's a joke monotonous. is how i feel yeah well, well here's here's the funny thing right last year with nft it was all about how important digital ownership of artwork was and then this year, <laughs> the flip side of that is like suddenly digital ownership oh. should be free for everyone. And when people see that, how we're reacting and how quickly we embrace, I can't help but feel that it was tied that the people who were movers, right, kind of knew that this, that the end of digital ownership was happening and was baking on it, right? because it it pretty, Mm -hmm. it ended pretty quickly. I like, as soon as NFT was not a thing anymore, this, this became a thing and it was like the opposite philosophy. Uh, I've never seen anything like that in the art world where it was so quick in in terms of flipping.
1: There was also a very, to me, the most fascinating thing about that saga was that, um, so one of the leading voices around this, uh, ongoing um gofundme for like the ai court kiss and whatnot um is named carla ortiz and um when the nft thing happened she was actually like hey this might be interesting maybe we should give this a go and she was called names day and night, every day by every person under the sun. Oh, yeah, you support global warming. You support like it goes all the way until you just get called a Nazi. Basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just goes it, it, it just went nowhere. Yeah. And then today she is really giving her all fighting to make sure that and, you know, she's not like. AI shouldn't be here to steal anything. She's legitimately concerned that it's unethical to see an industry using other people's work to basically come into existence and that artists, there should be, and and I agree, there should be some form of compensation, although I don't think it's going to be a penny, but there should be some form of compensation for all the work that's been stolen and all the... Jobs that in the future inevitably will are going to be stolen because this yeah. th- this kind of initial uh, jumpstart that happened last year is now encouraging billions of dollars being invested into this industry. Like, yeah. I completely agree there, but I guess the thing is that the art industry can. It, it's a very it's the least diverse space I've ever seen in my life. Like I've only been in the West for like since 2018. Before that, I was in Africa jumping between two countries, like my whole life and uh, coming into the West, I was like, okay, this is going to be like a super, especially in the art industry, there's no more progressive space than this, but it's just been like, this really hard and rigid, almost dogmatic block where everyone thinks the same, yeah. and uh, you you don't have this um, drive to improve the medium. You don't have you don't have artists almost harassing developers telling them, you know, you need to texturing is nice. Substance Painter, you give us a gravity to do like uh, rust leakages on your old metallic stuff. That's great, but you need to push further. If you give me the uh, like a crazy good unwrapping thing, here's all of this money. Oh, the brush system! Everyone today needs to go online, and there's all these weird. Uh, if you're painting to find like good brushes, it's just all over the place. You know, going to the guys who are making like Krita or. Any paint tools, even Photoshop, you need a better brush management system and brush discovery system. Um, even node softwares, you need tags. Because if you're using like Houdini, Blender, Geometry Node, whatever, you need to know the exact name of the node you're looking for. They don't have tags. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's just all of this. Uh, there, There could have been so much more energy pushed towards developers to tell them, you need to give us better software, and if you do, we're gonna compensate you. Yeah. That never happened. The conversation There's was no like, "Oh man, this yeah, is too. This is too expensive." Like ZBrush mm. uh, was funded by this um, VFX award-winning guy for decades. So if you bought it in like 2002, you would have updates until maybe 2015, 2016, or something. Uh, most people don't even recall ever paying for the software. No. And after all of these, almost two decades of the software being free, they get bought by Maxon. And Maxon is like, hey, we're going to charge you like $10 or $30 more. Uh, Next year, please buy it. And everyone is like, oh my God, you're not who you used to be. And so, yeah, yeah, there's there's just... and, And it's such a huge group thing as well. It's not even that there's a huge battle of ideas it's just everything goes in the same direction in general and um that doesn't create an environment like i said earlier where there's a good um diversity of thinking around how to solve problems you know there's no it would have been nice if you had the ai debate ongoing and then the people let's say who are like we need to be fairly compensated they're also like let's have a GoFundMe to get two or three AI folks to just investigate on how this could be uh, helpful for us beyond the prompting interface, because it, it is possible to do that, of course, to improve the prompt interface. There's none of that. It's just... Heck no, (laughs) you know, there's no, let's own this thing. Like the NFT thing, ArtStation was like, hey, NFTs might be cool. Uh, We're going to offset our carbon footprints. We're going to invest in them. We're going to give you the ability to own your artwork. We're going to do our best to have some good copyright so that, you know, your NFT cannot be easily replicated and whatnot. They were just blocked outright by artists. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if that was, uh, like I said earlier, if that was, uh, solved, if artists essentially were like, Hey, art station, we don't believe in NFTs, but you know, we post all of our artworks on your platform. It's not like you're deleting it. It's not like you're charging us an insane amount of money for all of your services. We're going to trust you because we've been doing it, uh, basically for the last close to a decade now. And we're going to see where you go with this. Um, but in the meantime, you know, please offset your carbon footprint and whatnot. If that had happened, I think the conversation on AI today would be radically different. I think the copyright laws, uh, and the end user license agreement, even on ArtStation, station would have been much, much, uh, different. You know, the, At Quicksell, I remember in 2018, um, in the office I used to be near the uh, head of sales, um, amazing friend of mine, and um, we used to talk about AI here and there. And uh, at some points, um, we were talking about appending into the Megascan end-user license agreement that when you when you buy a license of Megascans, whichever tier you have, you are not allowed to use it as training data and uh platforms like art station could have done that as well and if the nft conversation uh, was uh left to its own devices at art station you know if they weren't harassed by artists in 2021 then the art industry would have been way ahead of the curve here where art is like okay Your thing is an NFT. We've we've uh, updated our end user license agreement. No one can copy your NFT without this and that. There's an invisible watermark that allows us to track it without ever losing its source. Problem solved. Literally, uh, all of these big companies won't be allowed to seal your artwork. And if a big court case is won, you get compensated because the end user License of Agreement of our session will have literally said you are not allowed to do
0: that. How hilarious. So that's the best response. Is like, did you NFT your artwork? <laughs> <laughs> when people are complaining it's, about AI, yeah. it's hilarious. It's uh, NFTs,
1: uh NFTs had their own set of problems. Too many of course. I remember talking with investors, like I'm doing a 3D. They're like, How how can you put NFTs on it? There was some crazy, stupid post-pandemic money yeah. being thrown yeah. at it.
0: Like yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: that's undeniable, as well. So.
0: Right. Of course. Yeah, it was, you know, there's always bad eggs in every yeah, every industry for sure. Um, but I mean what <laughs> It's hard to argue what you're saying. That's the thing. Because everything you're saying is true. When it comes to um, our, the consumer in our industry, in terms of uh, game developers or, or, or even gamers, are, are trained unrealistically how, how these are made. And for the longest time, games are $50 uh, a copy you know and we barely raise it to 60 70 because of yeah uh you know people outrage and uh most game nowadays finally are realizing the free-to-play model doesn't work there's so many battle royale games that just are shutting down the last couple of months like four or five right because we force games to a point where they have to offer it for free now for a chance, uh, to, to survive, which is a ridiculous model, uh, for anything, right? Because it's all about user acquisition and all this and that, but like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's only like anything, the top 1% that makes the money from it. And they usually make 99% of the money available, Uh, And so it doesn't work uh, if everyone just suddenly makes things free. Right. And I think that 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 is kind of finally closing the free slave model uh, where it's so saturated where consumers are kind of don't even hear about it or are as interested anymore. It's kind of like a kind of like a uh, uh, an expectation, right, that they don't really look forward to anymore, which is really bad. Uh, To to your point, because in the end, who's going to be making these things? So there's only one way to do it, is that the cost of development has to go down through some kind of tool. And in our cases, AI kind of answers that question because now we're taking the efforts of 50 people to possibly one. Right. You're reducing the headcount to possibly meet the same quality or good enough quality of the original intention, right? Uh, faster, yeah. cheaper, uh, and, and more efficient. I do want to switch the conversation quickly to jet, chat GPT. Uh, how do you say it? Chat GPT, Chat GPT, right? GPT, yeah. So when Mid Journey Stable Diffusion came out, and it was like, oh, okay, I mean the the making and the technical expertise of making art is already figured out in this turn in the in this in this direction right this is the, the 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 ship has sailed this is where it's going it's going to get better prompting is going to be less dumb it's going to be more visual aids uh in terms of the ui to to make artists um, to make it more user friendly right what what am i doing in discord <laughs> typing like a madman right yeah and I always make fun of those uh, because I was in mid-Journey just to check it out. And it's like the most ridiculous, it was the m- most anti-discord channel I've ever seen in a discord channel because no one's talking to each other everyone's just typing like a monkey (laughs) and you just see these weird images popping up and within seconds and uh there's no such thing as like uh social interaction no one's talking to no one's curious right it's like what are you making dude uh (laughs) you type the last 10 minutes and it's like the weirdest images ever seen so i you know conclusively like most it's like well i mean what as part of redefining creativity what is that it's like well it's the ideas right it's the it's the it's the story like it's the it's the arrival of of what all this art content is made for and then i see chat gpt which is which is all about creating story it's all about mixing the history of the world in the voice of an author that you like and being able to have this brainstorming session that you can pick from uh, uh in word form, right? And it's like and now you're seeing like a lot of people, right? I don't even know what to call uh artists anymore. <laughs> it's, it's people. They're they're people that are prompting stories, aided by AI art, and they're publishing on amazon books you know and it's like <laughs> <laughs> you know it's yeah. there's going to be a point where we're going to go to a premiere of a movie and it's just this dude just presenting a movie it's like made by ai <laughs> you know we're we're reaching that point where the person is more like a a director right uh, and yeah, it's reaching a really report. So I would love to kind of hear your thoughts about that other side of creativity there.
1: Yeah. Chad um, Gpitchi gave me an identity crisis. Yeah, essentially. Yeah.
0: Um, that scares you more than the, uh, the concept one. Right.
1: Yeah. The the concept stuff to me, it's just.
0: Makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It it's makes collage. Sense that it. it would happen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, But that, oh man, like you have no, you know, I spent every single day of my Christmas break sitting down in this corner, just coding away, brainstorming away to kind of figure out, okay, how um, do I need to change something in my business? Does this pose some danger to my long-term strategy? Yada, yada. Um, I'm glad kind of I answered those questions to myself. But before that, Jesus Christ. And I, I was talking to so many big, big shots, uh, product directors and uh, vice presidents at all the big companies in the computer graphics industry. And everyone was like, yeah, this is scary. Yeah. And not in the sense that it's coming for my job or something, but more like the, this is clearly a turning point globally for yeah, everything that has a lot of text. So if you're thinking about code, for example, we have a gigantic code base at Polygon Flow of like a specific DCC integrations and whatnot. And because we're startups, a lot of the parts, you know, are kind of, some of them are not documented. Some of them are like rushed for a release yeah. and whatnot. If you have an AI like this, you can essentially tell it, tell it, here's all of our code base document it and now explain it to me or make new nodes or new tools based on what we've done so far and i've tried that i mean the technology at this point chat gpt has been kind of like limited to the point to the brain. to be honest like it's super basic because when it came out you could give it huge uh chunks of text and it would be able to consume it and then draw conclusions and give you content away from it. So what I was doing essentially in uh, mid December was just: here are all the nodes that we have at Polygon Flow. Make me this new node that does something, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And it just did it, like <sighs> <laughs> just like that. And you know, sometimes there was uh, there were always some, some one-liner, it's yeah. But weird. that's like a no-brainer. It, yeah. The cool thing is, I mentioned earlier to you that. Uh, node softwares don't have tags, for example. It's just you need to know the name. and this is something that we have had to do. We have about two hundred nodes, each one about with like eight roughly eight tags. and we had to type every single one of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And here I could give it like all of our eight tags and tell it, give me instead of having eights, have like thirty and make them better. like read the code to better understand what it's doing. And then when it gives me something, I'm just like, okay, make it more artist-friendly, make it dumber so that anyone could type those words and we're going to know this is what they mean. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what it did. So by doing that, I was like, okay, this this is crazy. And um, I think not even like uh, this is crazy right now, but three years from now, five years from now, six years from now. I don't think, I don't think 2030 is going to look like anything we've ever seen before. I think it's just, and this is what chat to me really meant is that we have no idea about what's to come. We really are not ready, not in a, like a bad or a good sense, no clue where it's going to go. It's just. So much of what we're doing relies on search. So much of what we're doing relies on documenting content, you know, Notion, Slack, Google Docs. All of these companies are born through the necessity of humans communicating together. Yeah. And this thing just comes into the fray and just breaks all those assumptions. Uh, Again, not in a bad way, just goes like, okay, you have this Slack, um, you know, a big company like... um, Epic might have like 3000 or something people in their Slack with five or 10 years history of just conversations that happened in public channels with this thing. You can just ask it, hey, uh, give me a summary of the conversation that we had 3.5 years ago or three years ago, something about the Nanite prototype. I can't remember what we meant on here. And it gives you that. And then you can start, if your colleagues are not there it can take the spot for them in a meeting because mm-hmm. it knows everything in your company, since you give it access to the Slack. And it it's can like Jarvis. Be like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It can, sorry. Yeah. Brandon is not here, but um, I'm going to, he left some notes on the art that uh, the art teams, uh, the character art team submitted. So I'm just going to be giving you feedback on that. And that's it. And it's just there. It's arguing, like you would thinking like you would because you gave it access to all your uh, private conversations and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, I mean, I could keep going on and on and on, but my general sentiment around AI completely changed with ChatGPT, And I think it's going to keep changing every single year, because there's like you said way earlier in this uh, interview, there's just no stopping this train
0: and it's only going to go
1: much, much faster down the road.
0: Do you feel that even beyond the creators, they know where this is going? Like does not, does anyone know what the roadmap is I mean, I'm sure there are some drawing boards of potentials, mm-hmm. but like they're, They're just branches, right? At this point, there's no singular point of where they want. There's like no end goal that everybody, like these creators are are thinking, correct? They're kind of just going along with it, seeing where it goes, grabbing data.
1: So the technology that empowers uh, these new AI systems are called large language models, (laughs) And uh, their main ability is to take a huge amount of data, text or concept art or whatever, and then translate it into a human readable format, like merge it into a cohesive picture, essentially. And um, yeah, that can give you great pictures or great text from ChatGPT. And if you ask OpenAI, what's your goal long term, they're going to tell you AGI. Artificial uh, General Intelligence. If you ask them 10 years ago, uh, well, not 10 years ago, uh, six years ago, what's your goal long-term? They're going to say Artificial General Intelligence. So John Carmack left Meta to start a company called Keen, Keen AGI, Keen Artificial General Intelligence. Like Everybody today is invested on that one goal. And the idea around artificial general intelligence is that things like ChatGPT don't have the ability to reason; they just have an insane amount of text. And so, when you're having a really intricate conversation with them, it's not that they're reasoning with you live. It's just that for most humans, most conversations have happened before, and It basically takes the reasoning that people took from there and some extra instructions. Like if you ask it to say something harmful, OpenAI fine-tuned it to say never say something harmful under any circumstances. Mm. And so it's not reasoning on its own. It's just taking conclusions from its database. Mm. And with artificial general intelligence, the idea is to have an AI that can reason with you without having knowledge of something that exists in the real world. So essentially you could sit down with this AI and create a new art style, a new software, a new um, physics breakthrough, if you want. And it's gonna be able to, um, it's not like a human or whatever, the form I imagine would likely be like ChatGPG initially where you converse with it, like digitally or whatever. Yeah. But that's the end goal of these companies is an intelligence, intelligent agent that is smart enough to help humans discover new stuff. Like Sam Altman, the CEO of um, OpenAI, his thesis is that I don't want to be like Elon Musk and try to bring us to Mars I, or send rockets or solve climate change or anything like that. Instead. I want to focus only on artificial general intelligence, because if I can fix that, all of those
0: problems are easy peasy. Can be solved. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like for him, those problems aren't even for humans to solve.
0: To calculate. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And um, that's (laughs) crazy
0: you're right i mean at the very uh, i think we all had a feeling that what we're seeing now is in the infancy of where i i think we can all agree which is you know sourcing and recreating or at the very best um uh anticipating you know uh w- yeah. what your 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 uh, input is it still needs human input human interaction to kind of mold the output the next step is to go beyond that to create something completely new and not come, you know, using references or or making collages, but like evaluating what they have and come up with a new concept, come up with a new idea, right? Yeah.
1: Um, and, And I think that, you know, we tend to be very worried, we as a species, uh, about dystopias and so you have movies like blade runner predicting 2019 being this dystopic world where corporations own everything uh they, they have androids or as mercenaries or whatever like almost every sci-fi show always has this insanely dystopic angle where uh humans are under the boot of uh whatever, yeah. big megacorp. Mega and today you could argue that, you know, Apple has an insane amount of power. There are 30% um, cuts on every single app is just too much. Um, yeah. Google dominates search and there's no way to compete. There is some truth to this dystopic world we've been so good at imagining. <laughs> yeah. um, but at the same time, You cannot look at any statistics in the world, whether it's, you know, poverty, hunger, uh, mortality rate, everything is getting better, like everything. And there is no indication that, you know, in the next decade, things are going to go south in India or in Mauritania or whatever country. It's just, you know, gradual growth with some bumps along the way. And so, and this to me actually has been the biggest frustration with the art world is if you go on art station, people are amazing at building the most dystopic universes you could ever think for. Like start creating arts of a world that you wish to see. You know, give to all of these scientists um, who are creating these AIs ideas of what tomorrow could be. And um, I I feel like, It's just there's no path where I can see AGI coming along and uh, suddenly the world turning to shit or something. I I don't think that's possible primarily because it just wouldn't a world like what you see in the Blade Runners and so on. You can't sit down and analyze it and come to a good conclusion that, yeah, this makes sense actually that it would happen Um, because the opportunity for it to happen has been on since Microsoft was born uh, and had the ability to basically own the entire software industry. Mm -hmm. It's it's just, I'm not that pessimistic about AI and the future and so on. Uh, To me, it's just like I'm fascinated by the technology and neutral by the outcome. Like I said earlier, my business is just at re- as much at risk as your concept artist, whose job tomorrow might be uh, out of the picture. And all I'm doing now is just thinking, okay, you know, I've been creating all of these nodes. I've been creating all of these systems to make uh, essentially 3D content creation easier. Let me make sure that I keep pushing with this technology because AI loves data. And once I feel like there's a good enough AI API, like let's say ChatGPT that I can access in Python, then I'm going to start saying, okay, I've been building my business, which has an insane amount of data. Let me combine these together. Uh, like to me, that's how I make a piece with it, let's say, mm-hmm. of going like, I'm going to merge with it. If AI ends up being a fad, which I'm 100% sure it won't be, good, I've been improving my business anyway. And just going forward, if it works out, great, I'm going to combine it. So I think for a lot of jobs out there, they need to figure out what's the best strategy moving forward. Like they need to ask themselves, would I advise my son or daughter to pursue the exact career that I have provided Mm. that the kid is five years or something? And if the answer is no, they need to think for themselves about, you know, should i switch jobs should i start learning a new trade um yeah it's it's just like uh, the, especially in the creative industry i think it's wrong to assume that anything you're doing today is going to be relevant in 10 years not that it's not going to be but just stay neutral you know don't camp on a position because again like i said earlier we we had no clue any of this was coming a year and a half ago, everyone was just raging on nfts in 2021 and then bam here's pictures with two words here's an AI that you can talk to about anything so my advice to artists and really anyone in the computer computer graphics industry would be take a step back and think about the big picture assume that they succeed, assume that they fail and wait both both outcomes to figure out where the heck you want to be in 10 years uh,
0: from now. I think that's a perfect end point, uh, to, to kind of, st- uh, stop the the interview. <clears throat> I think in, in the end, I'll just add it where, uh, if you can't beat them, join them. And, uh, if you're not, if you're not caught up with the AI art, um, uh latest news you'll soon be written out of the picture <laughs> it's kind of what kind of what you're saying uh and i completely agree with you uh it is very i think anybody not just concept artists but anybody in this industry need to look seriously what the next five to ten years i mean you're completely right you know i have kids of my own would i advise them to do the same It's like it's so uncertain with what this means. I don't think obviously game development will cease to exist for humans. Right. But I will, I do see that more and more soul develop, I mean, it's already trending that way. Right. Um, it's taking less and less artists to band together, to create, uh, games, that would take a larger team years ago to do, right? Yeah. It's already, I mean, we're we're hearing more and more about the sole developer, and we're not talking about like uh, a farming simulator top-down. We're talking about AAA quality that seemed impossible. Like yeah. as if someone's trying to make Avatar right now on their own happening every two, three years, right? And I think that's the, uh, the only certainty I see with the game industry in terms of trend that it is taking less and less people needing to, to present an idea uh, completely without any sacrifice in quality and, 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 and graphics. Right. So absolutely. I think if you're trying to, uh, to prepare yourself, that that should be well within your, your goals of what you want to do the next five, 10 years. And that, I think, will make people more excited where they don't have to always form a bigger team to do things and can see how AI can play a part in part of the process. But, uh, man, thank you for coming on. Uh, You opened my eyes up on a lot of stuff parts of this subject making me think a lot harder than I planned to this morning over in California. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about (laughs) that. No, no. But like, this is uh, i think uh, people who are listening to this are, are, are going to treat these things a lot more serious. I think people who are resisting are, are treating it seriously, not to underplay them, but I think they are thinking of it in the wrong terms. Uh, They're just delaying the inevitable. Um, and I think the faster you are to kind of stay neutral, pay attention, but I think the faster you are to kind of utilize what's there it's because in the end it is about competition, right? Uh, like any, any type of entertainment does this help me or hurt me to compete is kind of like the main question that everyone should kind of ask, um, not about ethics, uh, or, or, or things like that. Uh, Because corporations don't care about that, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, without further ado, I kind of want to point and shut the mic off on my side to let you have it, to kind of tell people out there how to find you, how to converse with you, or uh, how to support you, right? Um, Go ahead. Um, Yeah, I mean,
1: I'm usually available on the Polygon Flow Discord. Um, I'm also on the... I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, You can find, uh, you can message me at uh, founder at polygonflow.io if you have some questions. Um, I tend to be these days very slow (laughs) to get back to people because I have a lot of work to do, but um, I'll definitely get back to you. And if if you're an artist, um, curious, frustrated, worried about these things, all I want you to know is that um, on my end, I'm really trying my best to make sure that there is a clearer kind of a workflow let's say future to believe in um i want to make more 3d art myself that's what i that's the reason why i came into this industry to just make art and uh, now that i'm on the other end of trying to solve it with software Um, it just makes it all more exciting. So I'd love to hear your ideas on uh, what you want the workflow of the future to be. And uh, it would be great if you could talk to developers from any company that does one of your favorite softwares, like just tell them you appreciate whatever thing feature they're doing, give them great feedback, Uh, tell them how you can see the 3D, to the whatever software technology they're giving to you evolving in the next 10 years, give them ideas. As a developer, developers aren't smart. You know, we tend to get lost the more we look at code instead of art. So your opinion as an artist matters a lot on how the softwares that we make should be built. And um, yeah, I'd love to hear uh, your opinion on that
0: all right well you guys hear them uh all information will be listed in the show notes uh to f- for easy access but uh thank you man for coming on and uh looking forward to keep talking to you i don't want to be replaced before uh, finding out the greatest and latest so let's talk some more <laughs> before that happens Sounds all cool, right man. thanks all right